Okay, this is the River City News. We're doing the River City Sessions. Tonight, we have Talk the Band. Guys, tell me who you are. Hey, I'm uh, Gordy Horn, and I'm the singer and guitarist of Talk the Band. And I am Bart Vanderzee, and I play drums and uh, do a little bit of backups. And, and there's, yeah, there's two guys missing. Yeah, Ryan and, and Spencer. Spencer's the bassist, and Ryan plays uh, percussion and some keys and some bass, and he's the lead singer. Guy does it all. He does it all. He's a true champ. Yeah. Yes. But no, you get us tonight. Well, when I saw you a wooden cask, I did notice you guys had a lot of stuff going on, but that's also what like the layered sound you do have. I sure. Mean, it's complex, but it's all flowing, so very cool. Let's find out about Talk the Band and the origin. How did it start? Where did it come from? I played, uh, I grew up playing piano and you played drums. Yep. And we met in high school and you had played in bands for a while. And um, I remember like I'd only played piano for all my life, pretty just doing like, I don't know, playing Beatles or classical songs. And I remember you wanted to like, hey, let's see you play. And I remember playing John Lennon's Imagine. Uh, yeah. And I had to learn it right then. And it was really awkward because I couldn't do it. <laughs> and you were just like, yeah, it sounds great. No, it did sound great. <laughs> and then I feel like you walked in the other room. Well, and we're just like, yeah, we're not, he's not, <laughs> not going to be in the band. No, Gordy was always, we were always, uh, a buddy of mine, Bill, and I always played in bands. And then um, good friends with Gordy. And in college, we all lived in a house and um, yada 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 like many band stories we just kept playing together and then um, ended up in this current um, uh, structure where my brother Spencer Gordy and I were playing together um, in a we have a studio space over by Finley Market um, so we were playing together and then Ryan started to come over and hang out um, yeah yeah Gord like well the f I remember um I always wanted to write songs and I always had trouble like just putting like lyrics to things. I didn't know how you guys ever did that. And then I think uh, Tame Impala, the band Tame Impala had this album Inner Speaker come out and I feel like that like totally changed my life. But he like did all this weird stuff and he like sang about nothing really in particular and I still couldn't figure that out. And then like the first song I'd ever wanted to write was a piano song where I'm like crooning. Never yes. seen a girl. Yep. Yep. Where it's I it was the whole song is just a dick joke and I'm just it's about <laughs> some guy who wants to like go on it like and talk to a girl across the bar 
and uh, then he gets a boner, and he gets like, there. <laughs> nah, like nah. seemed to go well until she looked at my pants, and like, yeah. it's, and then like, I don't know, it's just like, so, and then it kind of goes to a swing thing. It was silly, could, yeah, but it had a lot of good bones where it almost seemed like this is something that we could actually be. Like, it really started off as kind of a joke, and then it was like, well, shoot, this sounds like good, really good. Yeah, because I couldn't sing about like. Like things that people typically like, I couldn't sing about like falling in love or heartbreak or you know or anything like that. That was yes. always like I, I just couldn't do it without feeling stupid. So, dick joke was the way I, I went with it. Yeah, <laughs> nothing wrong with with a good dick joke. I no. mean, yeah, no. I'm, I'm a huge fan. Of Everyone, yeah. Is, yeah. But then, so Ryan Maloney, the the percussionist, came back in town from I think he was in like he lived in New Zealand or something. He was in Colorado. Or Colorado. And then, uh, and then all pre- previous to that, New Zealand, so I don't sound like a psycho that I just got those <laughs> confused. But, um, and then we just started playing together, and we started uh, jamming and recording. And um, uh, I work at a studio, so we have the luxury. We had the luxury of mixing it and doing all this stuff there. And um, Yeah, we recorded yeah, were, at WNKU. Uh, the and first we were at WNKU. WNKU um, rest in peace. Recording there, because I was doing their video, and it was a trade. And um, yeah. That's basically the, the story, if that's not confusing. No, not at all. That was good. fun bunch been yeah. a fun uh fun few years doing it yeah absolutely playing shows and having fun let's talk about some of those shows what were f- some of the first big shows that talk to band had definitely like the moment where like all right this band we've got something here and we're you probably have you probably have some that are different from mine like meaning the ones we played together the, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I, to me so we have the studio space where we it's in a big warehouse and we would have Halloween shows, which to me, those were like, it was kind of like, um, we were playing other shows at like Motor. We play at Motor a fair amount, but um, we would have these big parties with other bands that would play. Um, I'm trying to think of other bands like Fluffer. Um, yeah. Um, can't, that's the only band that's coming to mind right now. But um, there'd be a lot of people there and everyone would be digging it and there'd be lights that were, you know, like a light set up. Um, super Amundi. Good Davey. sound. Davey, yeah. yeah, Davey Howard did that. But, um, so to me, that that was a big show. Or it was like people are really digging this. Um, I don't know. What do you think, Gord? Well, there's a couple other shows that stick out in my mind. Um, I think the second Sunday on Main show was a huge show for me because like there wasn't a whole lot of people in the. There's it's a passive audience. People are just walking by on stage, so no one is really like, every, like every once in a while you'll get people that want to stick around. Yeah, but 
like it was in the day we had a huge stage to work with and i remember like spencer and i just being like people are just going to be walking through let's just be weird and be goofy on stage and that was the first time where spencer and i were just like throwing our heads around on stage and yeah like spencer was like yelling out to people walking by like hey you can you come back here yeah yeah he gets a little intense but um i love it though. no it's great that and then I feed uh, off of it i think the question was like early shows but across the board like blink we played at blink which was okay. really cool very um, neat on the saturday the the sat like the second night i guess great opportunity there. that was awesome yeah, that was so much that fun. was very cool that was just a, like again a very cool thing for the city in general it was the, just an honor to be a part of it yeah like, that was such a cool yeah. thing i've never seen anything like no. that and there was th- like thousands of people going by and passing while you're playing and all that stuff and um very cool that was a really good one yeah okay so let's let's talk about this here so so my introduction to you guys was at wooden cast they have a little art and music festival that happens there on a monthly basis mm-hmm. and um I, I heard through a friend of mine, hey, I see you're running sound for Talk the Band. You know, check them out. They're pretty good. I'm like, okay, cool. So I must be multi-tracking tonight so I can, you know, really check this band out. And you guys just had some fire, man. You really were working with fire. And that, that song, Take Me Back, really caught my attention. So that's the, that's the track we're going to hear tonight, especially, like, for me, just I want people to know that song. So tell right me on. about that song and a little bit about that night. Ooh, that, that was that is an old song. Oh, that riff was really. I remember I had that old Yamaha motif, and I would just like loop a bass riff, and there's that little like, you know, it's just kind of like a half note right up, like boom, 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 and then it has like the harmony that yeah, boom, 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 and I just like sat on that for so long. I added a drum beat. I didn't know what to do, and then I don't really know what came like. How it came out, like, I remember being on an airplane, and I just had a notebook, and I was going to write out a structure, try to work on something, and it just, like, came to me to let you just have, like, drum solos in that quick part. or do, Yeah. Because, like, I also had that quick, like, the A major, Little or A minor. stuff. Yeah, where it's, like, where it, it speeds up, and then, like, slow down and do, like, some Led Zeppelin-y type. Like, yeah. I mean, from not hearing the song yet, it basically it's just like dividing it up into little solo parts. I don't know. I feel like in general, our songwriting, structuring stuff, Gord writes most of the songs in general, all of them. I mean, yeah. he, he does like, like the, we'll fine tune stuff and like we'll get to the recording phase and maybe like tweak a little bit, but like it all starts with um, in the mind of Gord um, and then just goes from there. Well, yeah, so. but there's, it's just there'll be points where I'm just stuck. And I'll just oh, and or sometimes I'm not. I'll think I've I've got a full song. Like this is good to go. Let's cut it and let's 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 call it a song. And then you guys will listen to it and be like, this goes on for too long. And then I'll be like, yeah, yeah I agree. <laughs> and just, yeah, interesting. I mean, being in bands, it's like that. Um, yeah, it's it's cool to have a songwriting person because I've been in bands where you do it where everyone writes, and for us, it's just like, you know, it comes down to writing lyrics. So for someone who's writing lyrics, they, they should have the final say on it. So well, I just have a tough time do, doing that just because like I, I I always like if I start if I have a riff, I can hear it ending. So like I always want it to end on a certain note. And like if you get like a hodgepodge of ideas and stuff, that can be a little uh, just yeah. a little dodgy. Yeah. Well, it's I mean, tough for me to work it out in my head. No, but I think the songwriting um, has gotten smoother and everything, and uh, you get better as you go. Um, 
so we um, we appreciate you liking an old song very much. You know, it's cool when someone. It's cool too, in my opinion, in band with bands when people have uh, everyone has a different favorite song. You know, you're doing something right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I agree. And yes. that, that's such a good finale song too to like finish it, where like it speeds up. And it then does. The that's what gets me going. So like listening to it again. I find myself really liking the song because of how much it flows and like it, it's like an uh, it's almost like an emotional roller coaster going up and down. Like, yeah, and I dug it too, and the energy and 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 then also like when I sent it to a couple friends, and they're like, "Oh, that that sound clip that you guys have about you know time oh, yeah. and stuff like that that really kind of tripped them out." Yeah, and to good. me, I was like, "That's so incubus with that old school yeah. like playing the old school yeah. like PSA or That's like really yeah. funny. public service announcement type that. like records, yeah. you know, and stuff." That's cool. It's cool, really cool. And I actually remember I was playing incubus i was playing mm -hmm. i can't remember That's i think right. it was either it was it was, was, it it was nebula was it science it was science i was yeah. playing science in its entirety while we were setting up and he was like are you playing incubus right now like, yes yeah. so you're like we're about to do you know <laughs> yeah. you pause it and start screeching yeah. to turn this to turn it off it's no. but it was great because like i just i'm glad i could nail it i was like all right these yeah. guys this is their sound i'm glad i'm getting the right warm-up music and yeah, yeah man yeah you got it you know, yeah, and you guys even gave me a shout out, and I appreciate it. You got it. Got to give yeah. shout. Out. Well, it's it's um, the, there's a lot of stereotypes about grumpy sound guys, and you are not one of them. <laughs> oh, I aim to please. You're I, a nice guy. I even like the grumpy ones. I, so I love much. I love the grumpy uh -huh. ones. Uh huh. Yeah. Won't you take me back, oh please, oh darling? Thank you. 
band. I hope you guys had fun tonight. Comments in up next. And that'll be it for us. All right, have a good night. Thank you guys so Talk much. to band. What's happening right now? What's currently in the now for you guys? We are currently um, recording a podcast. Um, <laughs> yes, you with are. You, Jesse, promoting, promoting. Promoting, promoting. But uh, no, we are currently uh, getting ready to play a show February 24th at Motor Motor Pub in, uh, over the Rhine with uh, In the Pines, which are a very cool band. Um, we just came across uh, from looking for bands to play with for this show. So it was perfect. But um, we are also uh, currently recording a new single. We're kind of switching from uh, album releases. Like we worked forever on an album and then you release it and it's kind of like, here's 12, here's, uh, whatever is it, eight or nine songs at one time versus mm. here's one song. Yeah. I just think that's the way to go. Doing the, the singles or doing like the short EPs is kind of the way to do it now these days. Yes. You yeah. Know? Hit them with a couple of songs here and there as opposed to like making them wait a little too long for a full album because that can yeah. take a long time to get recorded or yeah. even written. And like, then the middle songs don't get the the love. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. yeah. You get you get burnout on the whole thing. You listen to the same thing over and over a billion times. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we're recording that um, currently. Like when basically we we alternate going to band practice and playing shows, and then we'll just record at our studio because um, we've done it where we've recorded in uh, like high production. We we I mean we can and like having the like working in a studio, we get to record and mix there. But it's like there's something about just recording in your own studio. Like take, I mean we I have decent mics, so we'll and then a, like a Focusrite uh, Claret interface, which everything sounds good. Yeah, into Pro Tools, and then we'll mix it and make it sound better. Um, but so that's what we're doing. There's really nothing like the sound of that room, too. It's just like yeah. the weird. It's our studio is this old, dilapidated. It used to be an incense factory, and it's just like wood floors, high ceilings, and um, a lot of bands. A lot of bands have been in there. It's the former yeah. bunk spot that was around years ago. It's the John on corner of Finley and John. A lot of people know about it, but um, yeah. So it's got some mojo. I feel like also there's something about uh, something to be said about organic recording. You know, like if you guys can get together and if you know enough to record this album mm -hmm. together, you know, for me, it's worth it to just say, guys, let's take like a week long vacation or like yeah. get together and just like focus or like even like if you go and have a writing session, just go on like a camping trip kind of feel or like a cabin where it's not isolation, but it's closed quarters to focus on the songs at hand. Yeah. Or just, you know, what the, just the foundations of the songs or even the recordings. And there's bands like the Red Hot Chili Peppers, you know? They do that too. They would, they got yeah. a mansion, you know, and just like exactly. well, record here and just focus on this and I'll gather here. Yeah. Or like Incubus with Morning View. Exactly. The whole feel of the just... The DVD with that. Exactly. Cool. Phenomenal. Yeah. I learned a lot from that. Me too. Just the writing process and the way they worked as a band and it made sense. Yeah. They were just in a house. We have it what done. We have oh, a really? DVD of it. It's like Morning View Sessions or whatever. Exactly. It's, it's awesome. Morning View Sessions. Really cool. I also have the live performance too where they, they got... To, there's like a circle around performance and like this in studio thing really good and they did a bunch of songs from science too. oh nice but i just found that in my storage when i was cleaning out nice like, this is right. a yeah dvd yeah but th those are the things that you get out of organic recording i find yes and i think sometimes there's always a search for well it's gonna sound better if it's in a real studio when in, in reality nowadays with like the laptop generation everyone's got logic or pro tools it's like you can make some really good stuff with a 
five, six, seven hundred, two hundred dollar interface, however much, and just yeah. make good sound. Gordy, as a matter of fact, which is a good bridge here, the song where we're, that we are recording right now, which we should be promoting, is called Smashtronaut, and Gordy has tracked the whole damn thing on his cell phone, and it sounds amazing. And maybe we can actually do like an A-B test uh, if I get the actual mix done in, in time. But what I'm saying is, He's using GarageBand on his phone, and he plays this back for us, and we're like, dude, that sounds... There's something about... There's like a compressor, and there's there's something that works with the phone that just... I don't know what it and is. And then we almost honestly try and recreate it at studio time, be it with our first album, where it was like $120 an hour studio, and you're trying to make it sound like it did on a phone, but it just needs to be cleaner... Yeah, because it's yeah. It, there's dirtiness to it. There and it's is. not. Yeah. There's some. It's a phone, but it definitely has some it's some just vibe to wild it. Wild, what this thing can do. Like I, I remember figuring. I, I paid like five bucks for GarageBand app, and it's just a multi-track recorder, and you can add different filters, different like plugins. Granted, there's not a whole lot, but I just need something simple that I can track on. And it turned out so well. You can pump up a good. You've been using it all the time. It's free yeah. now on phones, apparently. Okay, which I want my five dollars back. But um, <laughs> yeah, Gordy's got that ability to do that. But then for me, being working as an audio engineer, it's like, uh, okay, you should get I'm going to. But like you know this as an engineer, it sometimes it's easy to overthink stuff. Where like he's getting this good sound by putting one phone in front of it, and I'm like, well, let's do a four fourteen and a fifty seven. Yeah, and it's I, like through a panel, then through an eleven seventy six, and it's like, yeah. what you know? It's it's the end result that's most it, it, important. It, that's what I was gonna say. Like ultimately, if you can get the same thing out of like your phone, like this is what you know you're, you're gonna settle for that. Like, but it's not settling because it can do complex things that like it exactly. would take us a lot of effort exactly. to get that. Exactly. So let's just work right. with that and see. Because yeah. if anything, that's the kind of amateur raw sound that like even like makes the sound lo-fi. Yeah, lo- exactly lo-fi. Yeah. And I felt yeah. really bad about it, and like not bad about it, but I didn't think that it would ever be up to snuff as a legit recording. And it still kind of isn't, but I felt somewhat validated when I watched a YouTube video of Kendrick Lamar making, I think, To Pimp a Butterfly. And um, the guy who is like doing some of his music, he does it all on GarageBand. I did not watch the whole video, so I don't know if that's the files Uh. that he actually used. But I felt good that he actually tracked on GarageBand. My thought on that is like, you hear people like the Gorillas, they made a whole album with, with. iPads. On an iPad. But, I was just going to say well, yeah. that. Yeah, and the kicker, the difference though, what I'm thinking is, is, and I actually didn't hear that album, but the difference is, is that's virtual instruments on an iPad versus you're recording real drums, a bass amp, your vocals recorded through a guitar amp. Mm-hmm. So it's it's tracking with the microphone. We got to yeah. get, like, honestly, that someone needs to figure out a better way to have a, a mic, like almost like a little preamp that goes into a thunderbolt that's just for people like you, Gord, yeah. where you can just track it. Um, Cause that's I'm the, sure they have that. I know they have lavaliers that have that. Like, yeah. But yeah, so anyway. We are working on the song Smashtronaut, <laughs> <laughs> which um, is it's, our next song. We've been playing it live, but that is currently the single that's going to come out um, next, and you will hear...
Mr. Knight.